APM. This is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. Last week, we featured an interview with Andrew Hacker, a retired political science professor whose new book calls for the end of advanced math requirements in K-12 education. Hacker claims that courses like geometry, trigonometry, and algebra 2 are unnecessary for most students and can actually be bad for them. As you might imagine, there are math lovers out there who are pushing back. Critics of Hacker's book insist that advanced math has a lot to offer, including a way to think through real-world problems. Keith Devlin is a mathematician at Stanford University. He says Hacker's book is actually an argument for better math education. Devlin joins me today from Palo Alto. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Stephen. So given the fact that a fairly small percentage of jobs at least in Hacker's view, require advanced mathematics skills. Uh, Why should all students be required to master math, especially algebra and college algebra? Yeah, the way you frame that question already captures the problem with with Andrew Hacker's books. I should mention he cites me in a a favorable manner, and I do agree with his overall thrust. The, The problem is Hacker's view is totally false. The picture of mathematics that he's reading against doesn't exist. It might have existed in the 50s, I suspect, He's remembering his own math education, and it doesn't sound as though it was a very good one, but it doesn't resemble anything that I see when I go to high schools these days or middle schools. It doesn't resemble what goes on in colleges and universities. Basically, what he's arguing for is, in fact, and has been going on in colleges, universities, and schools uh, for the last 15, 20 years. Um, The trouble is he doesn't know what mathematics is. He certainly doesn't know what algebra is, and he doesn't know what the common cause is. So he's arguing against a straw man that doesn't exist. The value of him putting it out and getting this attention, it is raising the focus. It's, it's, it's getting people's attention to the fact that things are actually moving in a good way already in this country. So what does exist? And if you say he's arguing against something that doesn't, what does? What does exist? Well, certainly the Common Core, which has been one of the most b- bizarrely misrepresented things of all time. The Common Core state standards that a lot of different states are supposed to adopt. Uh, Andrew Hacker argues against it, demanding lockstep teaching. It does nothing of the kind. It says there are eight basic areas of thinking that are important in the 21st century. But in essence, what the Common Core says is the world has changed. We have computers. We have information at our fingertips We no longer need to remember lots of stuff because we have access to it with our devices. We have to actually be more sophisticated. We have to be numerate reasoners. We have to be logical reasoners. We have to be social reasoners. And the common core, beginning with language and mathematics, lays down the basic areas of human thinking that are important in the world that we now live in and today's kids will will, will actually control and and lead. Hacker's premise uh, rests on this idea that there are lots of kinds of math being taught that aren't required in the workplace. Is that true? Uh, if they were being taught, he would be absolutely right they're not required, but they're not being taught. He clearly doesn't do research because he doesn't know what he's talking about, and yet his instincts are right. You know, the idea that we need to be teaching basic reasoning skills for everybody, that 90% of the population don't need advanced mathematics, is absolutely right. I agree with him, and that's why I think he cites me in the book. But on all of his particulars, he's wrong because he actually hasn't done the research. Now, both of my sons are mathematicians, and both of them took calculus in high school, uh, which I assume is necessary if you want to go on and continue to be a mathematician in college. What about for non-mathematicians? Is calculus required? It's actually not. The Common Core doesn't require it. 
but it's actually, uh, but it's lithium. It's one of the things that people can go for. I think putting calculus in K through 12 education is one of the biggest mistakes the United States ever made. It's got no place in, in that. When you want to go on to higher mathematics, and here I'm going to agree with Andrew Hacker, you should focus on probability and statistics because those are important to everybody's lives. Calculus is important if you go into a STEM discipline, science, technology, engineering, then it's crucial. You know, I mean, we wouldn't have Google if those guys weren't aware of calculus, even though Google doesn't depend on calculus per se. So you certainly need calculus around, but does everyone need to learn it? Absolutely not. Is, is there something important about learning mathematics in terms of the critical thinking skills that are supposed to be developed in, in uh, elementary and high school education? Uh, we've got to be very careful when we talk about mathematics because there's two things going on. And this is, this is part of what's going on, that's the problem with Andrew Hacker saying he's got a picture of mathematics as sitting down at a piece of paper writing symbols. The reality is mathematics is formalizing common sense. People over generations became rational. We formed societies. We, we had engineering. We developed sciences and technologies and so forth. So we did that by becoming more and more rigorous and systematic in our thinking. You can then take those mathematical ideas and encode them in symbols, and that's important if you want to put that mathematics into a technology or into science. So the symbols come in, essentially, in order to take mathematics to the next level. If you introduce mathematics the way the common core is at least urging teachers to do, as taking everyday reasoning, making it systematic, and then layering on a level of mathematics in a natural way, then the mathematics just arises as a way of refining human thought, which is how it arose historically. You know, mathematics wasn't imposed. Uh, it didn't come on, on clay. Actually, it did come on clay tablets, but they were written by people. Mathematics came from systematically analyzing human thought. And if it's taught that way, it actually never becomes a problem. Uh, and the 10% of people who need it to, 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 for their career will be able to pick it up easily. Now, another argument in, the, in Hacker's book is that the wrong people are allowed to make decisions about what students need, that, that people who are academics and math professors like you want to require higher math. I've taught in many colleges and universities around the world, and I've certainly come across teachers, uh, in the, the college level at least, and I've come across one or two high school teachers who do teach it in a way I think is just counterproductive. They just say, you know, it's this rule-based thing, you have to learn these rules, you have to apply these rules, and if you don't get 100%, you can forget my class. I mean, you, you come across these people, uh, you know, you come across people who can't fix a car very well. You know, I'm, I'm a keen cyclist, and there are certain bicycle shops I don't go to because they're not very good. It doesn't mean to say cycling is a way of time. It just means don't take your bike to a bike shop that doesn't have a good mechanic. If it's done well, uh, in mathematics teaching does all of the things, and it is done well in many places that I've been to, mathematics teaching already does what Andrew Hacker says should be done for almost everybody in society. Mathematics is in it from the ground level up. We live in a world that's been created by mathematics. So live in that world effectively. Every citizen does need to know some mathematics, and they absolutely need to know algebra. Do they need to know how to factorize a quadratic? No. But algebra was invented in 9th century Persia. You know, the, the, the society in Persia in the 9th century had got to the degree of complexity that trading was no longer a matter of two people exchanging goods from the backs of camels. That wasn't what it was about. It was about groups of people trading goods and forming conglomerates and sort of elementary banking systems and so forth. And algebra, algebra, was a, a technique for doing arithmetic at scale so you could do trade and commerce and engineering 
on a larger scale than had hitherto been possible. So one of his proposed solutions is this course that he taught at Queen's College focused on real-world applications of math concepts. What do you think about that? For many years, I was a, the editor, I edited the Journal of the Mathematics Association of America. I edited their, their monthly magazine. And, and, and I used to go all around the country to, teach, to talk at colleges and universities across the whole United States. I think I've visited 45 or so of the states in the Union to give talks. And at every one of those places, there was a course exactly like the one Andrew Hacker calls for. I gave a course like that at Princeton last fall when I was visiting. I've given courses like that at Stanford and elsewhere. So I take it you think it's a good idea? It's absolutely a good idea. Now, having seen some of the examples in Andrew Hacker's book, because he's not a mathematician, and you know we shouldn't hold him to the standard of a mathematician except he's written this book. By looking at some of the things in his book, it's clear he doesn't understand mathematics at a very fundamental level. So you know, I have a worry about someone who doesn't understand mathematics teaching that kind of course. But his choice of things to teach are absolutely good. They're very much the kind of things I've chosen. He may have even consulted some of my books in putting that course together because I've written books about that kind of thing. Those are absolutely the kind of things. So his idea for that course and his general sort of philosophy of that course is absolutely in line with, with what the best colleges and universities have been doing for years. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the sad thing is, and it is sad because he's got a good platform now and he's saying things that I agree with in a very general sense, the degree to which his course was almost certainly full of errors is a little bit troubling. Keith Evelyn is a professor of mathematics at Stanford University, and he contributes regularly to NPR as The Math Guy. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Stephen. You can find a link to Keith Devlin's blog at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org, where you'll find more podcasts about issues in K-12 and higher education, and where you can browse the archive of more than 100 documentary projects. We'd love to hear what you think about this podcast and whether or not you might share it with friends or colleagues. Did it change your ideas about math? Did it mix them up? Let us know. At AmericanRadioWorks.org, you can click on the About page and scroll down to Share Your Impact Story. We're on Facebook at American.RadioWorks and on Twitter at AMRadioWorks. Support for American Radio Works comes from Lumina Foundation, the Spencer Foundation, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM.